name is Sylvie Dao from Dao Training Systems and Coach Sylvie. And also, um, I have here a women's cycling club called Cycle Fit Chicks. Well, this is pre-Cycle Fit Chicks, but Cycle Fit, Cycle Fit Chicks. And um, I'm a co cycling coach here in town. And uh, what I've loved that I've started this interview series, a cycling interview series called Tickets from the Saddle, which is bringing you the world of cycling from all different facets, from coaches to athletes to business owners, um, race officials, you name it, you're gonna see it in this interview series. So I am super excited to invite and be interviewing my friend, John Slocum from Florida. We are also good friends. Um, we just know each other from cycling and from Team Isogenics. So welcome, John. So here's a little background. He's 57, he doesn't look it at all. He's uh, 10 years in cycling, uh, cycling racing, so triathlons, right, John? Yep. Triathlons. Yep. He's done 79 races, crazy. That's triathlon races. Now I've done- Run races, yes. Add running races and, and centuries and all yeah. Of, yeah, lots of races. They're not road cycling races, they're triathlons. I've done some crits, I've done some crits. Oh, you have? Oh yeah. Hmm. They're crazy. Yeah, we'll have to talk about that because like a triathlete and a crit. Mm, I'd like to see how you fared afterwards. So he's had 10 wins, one overall, um, one ITU win, which is... What International is Triathlon Union. They're the people that put on the Olympics. Oh, very nice. Okay, so he started his coaching career just two years ago. We're going to be talking a lot about that, how he decided to get in there. Um, his coaching um, uh, coaching club or coaching company is jscoachingsystems.com, so you can check him out. He's online and local, mm -hmm. Florida. So, John, tell us, give us a little bit of background about you and how you kind of got into triathlons. Well, uh I always liked watching Kona on TV. Everybody does, you know, and you go back and you can remember the day when the girl, Julie Gibbons, uh, crawled across the finish line. And I was always like, oh, wow, I'd love to try that. But there is no way I can do a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike ride and a marathon all in one day. No way. And no way. Yeah. I, uh, so what I did is I was watching, I was also, also a big fan of a TV show and a, uh, you've heard of it, The Biggest Loser, which is back in the yeah. air again. Um, and I saw them doing The Biggest Loser Triathlon, and they talked about them doing the Olympic distance. And I'm like, um, what do you mean Olympic distance? I thought it was, I'm, I was like, how am I going to see these people do this Ironman distance? And they're like, no, there's a lot of different distances. Well, I was at the time, I was 240 pounds. I wow. couldn't walk up a flight of stairs without being winded. And I was like, I contacted a friend and says, hey, how do I get involved in this, this different distances? Tell me about it. And she told me about mini sprints. We had a local mini sprint here in town that was a 400-yard so sprint. Where are you in Florida? I am in, I am uh, just south of Tampa in the Sarasota area, Okay. Uh, Sarasota, Bradenton. Uh, we are, by the way, we are dead flat. 
the only hill we have here is a bridge. Uh, <laughs> we only have one of those. Um, so she told me about this race, and I got involved in the race. The first, I borrowed a bike, and I could literally walk around the block. I called it running, and I could ride the bike a mile and a half. And I didn't even know if I could swim anymore, but I was a swimmer. I didn't worry about that. And that was three months before the race. By the time the race came, I was able to run the 2.1 miles. I was able to bike the 12 miles. And I was able to swim the 400 yards and never put all three together or any two. What an experience that was. And I wanted to lose weight. I wanted to get in shape. I wanted to extend my life really yeah so how long ago did you start that, that how, when was that when did that happen for you that was 10 years ago this is my 10th anniversary year oh. uh, that race uh there was 105 people in the race i came in 52nd uh i thought i was gonna die when i crossed the finish line um 79 races later, which was uh, January 2nd, which by the way, when you're in Florida, you race year-round. Uh, my last race was January 2nd. Yeah, I'd be sad-faced. <laughs> January 2nd, and I won that race in my age group, came in 15th overall in the whole race. Uh, so I've come a long way. Yeah, okay. So so you started, so you're 100, 240 pounds. Now, okay, as a coach, do you find that a lot of, or maybe maybe a lot of people come to you with the desire to do a triathlon and they've never been active in their life? Like they've just decided one day they want to lose weight and get healthy and triathlon is the first thing that they sign up for. Do you have a lot of clients like that? That's my niche. That literally is the niche. What I look for is that person who comes in and goes, I need to get in shape. Or I tried this and, and I just don't know what I'm doing. Uh, and that's my niche. I'm a teaching coach. Um, so one of the best coaches in, our, in the country, Adam Zuko of Superfly Coaching, uh, he, he trains uh, Kona uh, competitors. He's been to Kona nine times himself. He stood behind me one time when I was working with a brand new triathlete and watched me, I didn't even know he was there, and watched me, and later on, uh, we were sitting by the lake, we were fogged in, the swim was delayed because of fog, we're sitting by the lake, and he comes down, he and his wife come down and sit next to me, and he's like, look, I can't do what you do. I can't teach these people and have the patience to sit there and teach them. So I'm the type of coach that I get the person who you've already been done with, and I just hone them into a into a fine-tuned athlete. You take a normal, average, everyday person and show them they're an athlete. That's what I do. That's what I love to do. I love that. I love that because um, I see a lot of that. And I mean, I take cyclists from you know from beginner to here, and. Um, and I just like, I personally am in a Facebook page of triathletes only because I'm a cycling coach. So I can help, I can help you anything cycling, um, but I will not talk about swimming and I will not talk about uh, running. <laughs> Basically, if I'm running, you should be running. <laughs> That's a clue. Something's chasing you. <laughs> Something's chasing me. And you're trying to get to your bike so you can go faster. 
that's right. But, um, you know, and I just see a lot of these ladies um, who first time, you know, just jump into huge races. Like, do you, when you see somebody who's like, yeah, like, I've never done Ironman. I don't even own a decent bike, but I just signed up for, I don't know, an Ironman somewhere. Do you uh, like talk them back? Like you need to start from the basics. More often than not, a lot of people I've gotten, I've gotten several of them, uh, new clients that, uh, that I've gotten here this year and I've had them last year also were they'd already signed up for they don't sign up for an Ironman. They sign up for a half Ironman. Oh, that's doable. And then they go out and they buy a canned plan, which I hate canned plans. They buy a canned plan and they load it on their computer and training peak. And they they start going at it and they're like they contact me and go, I found you on the on the internet. Can you help me? Because I I'm failing miserably. I'm not going to make it to the race. And with six or eight or 10 weeks left before the race, they're like, can you, can you fix me? And yes, I can. Yeah. That's, that's my, that's my biggest client is a person who's failing miserably at trying to get ready for a 70.3 race. And, or they already have done a 70.3 race and didn't make cut off. Oh, I have to have more help. That's my guy. Uh, then we go out and we start out with a sprint race and we do an Olympic race and we, we, so we add these shorter distance races in. Yeah, you take them back to basics, right? Yes, they yeah. take them back, teach them basics, teach them how to how to how to race first, and right. then you teach them how to race a seventy point three. And then train to race, and then race to race. Yep, and then when they think they're good at seventy point three, they go, "I want to do an Ironman," and then they find out they they fought a gorilla. And then they're going to take on King Kong. <laughs> yeah. First they started out playing with a chimp. Yeah. And then they fought the then they fought the gorilla, and then they want to take on King Kong. You're like, no, you've got a good couple years of yes, build. I, I truly think like, well, when I first started cycling racing, like they told me, four years to get good to start winning races. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much what it took. And, um, and I just, you know, I'm, I don't know. Do I feel bad? Yeah, sometimes I feel bad. But a lot of the times I feel like it's pure pressure. What do you think? Yeah, uh, people want to, do, want to set a goal and reach that goal. And a lot of times that goal, uh, they put a time frame that's, that's unreasonable. Mm -hmm. You've got to teach them what the reasonable time frame to reach that goal is. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get it. And I'm glad that there's somebody, you know, like I'm going to talk about you more because um, I'm going to see if I can get this uh, into some people's hands. But, you know, so training's one thing, John. We all know mm -hmm. that. How do you deal with the nutrition side? Because that's a totally other animal. That's a different animal because a lot of people, especially males, a lot of men take on uh, this sport of cycling or triathlon racing so that they can eat whatever they want. They think they can still go out. I can still go out and eat whatever I want. It's like, no, you can't eat whatever you want. You have to clean it up. You have to make it nutritious 
and you have to recover. You, I mean, I really, really, really stress from my group training. I have a, um, by the way, I'm also the, uh, the group coach for the local play try here in town, uh, play try Sarasota, which is the largest, uh, uh, chain store in the, in the United States of triathlon shops. They're also the Ironman. If you're an Ironman race, they sell all the, all the Ironman t-shirts and all that stuff. That's all play try. Uh, but, I teach from the first time I meet with a group, the first time I talk to someone, I say, okay, the most important thing, what's the most important thing you need to know about getting ready for a race is how to rest. Yeah. What? How to rest and recover. Well, if I, if, what do you mean that? Well, we're going to start out, you're going to have, uh, you know, your training schedule is going to have four days a week. No, 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 I want seven days a week. Hit me as hard as you can. Um, do you want to be broken down? Do you want to be worn out? And do you want to be sick? Because if I hit you hard like that, you're going to be broken down, worn out, sick. Yeah. You have to give your body a chance to recover. And you have to use the right product, the right, the right uh, quality of product to get your body ready to go again. So that's the most important thing I personally believe is eating a, eating, eating a good, clean uh, uh, diet and make sure that you recover and recovery starts the second you're finished with your whatever your exercise whether it's a long ride whether it's a gym workout whether it's a swim whether it's a run it doesn't matter the recovery starts the second you finish that ride you should have the best quality uh recovery protein drink ready for you waiting right there by the way i have one you know what it is well, <laughs> uh, you Share that with us in a second, but I totally agree. And um, and so, how do you find it easy to get people on board with like the healthy eating regime with enough rest and recovery? That's the fight. The to get them started in that direction is is sometimes a little bit of a snag, but most often they're like, oh, okay, so I do have to eat right. But getting them to rest is the biggest thing. Getting them to let their body recover. Getting them to, to take uh, every third or fourth week and have it back way off of training and have a, a recovery week, have recovery days, have recovery runs. Uh, when you when you have an athlete that you're that I have one right now. I'm training for a seventy for a uh, Olympic distance race. And he's like, okay. Uh, I've got down to where I can do my, my 10K. Uh, now I want you to really pick up the pace. You know, you got me running really, really slow. I want you to pick up the pace. And I'm like, no, we're not picking up any pace. I'm going to give you a little longer run, but I want you to run it slow. And there's a reason why I want you to run it slow. And once you start teaching the people the reason you have them do things that don't make sense, and then they start going on, um, a particular athlete I had had been riding a group ride last year. We have a very, very big group ride here in town. And last year he was riding C plus in the group ride. And he would get done with this 30 mile an hour, 30 mile group ride. C plus would average 18 and a half, 19 miles per hour. And he would be totally, completely white. Yeah. Started working with me and, and during daylight savings, we don't have this particular group time, uh, ride. This past week, we kicked this group right off. He's been working with me now for four months, and I've been working him with the slow, slow rides, uh, interval rides, uh, slow runs, 
parkwood runs, uh, swims with all different in it in, in they think that you're gonna go out and you're gonna swim two thousand yards straight. And I have them go playing two thousand yards in one hundred yard increments. Yeah. And they're all like, I don't know if that's working. I don't know if that's working. I'm like, working. Well we went out and rode the C plus ride. He was bored. Uh, it wasn't going fast enough for him. And at the end of the ride, he's like, you know, last year I was totally spent at the end of this ride. And now I'm like, um, what do I, he said, what do I do from here? I, I'm not, the ride's just not hard enough for me anymore. I said, well, obviously it's working. We're stepping it up to B now. <laughs> so he's going to be moving up. He's going to be moving up a level up to B and eventually he'll be up and B plus with me. I can't, I've had to come down off. Of I am 57 years old. My fast switch fibers are moving really? I can't I don't think hey, so. guys. So I'm a B plus guy now, <laughs> but he'll be up there with me really, really soon. Well, that's good because, you know, I think that's so important. Um, I've always, you know, like zone one rides, slow, steady, keeping it, you know, like they're like, how, how can it possibly help with speed? It's like, yeah, but it does, you know, when you have to do those slow rides because then it just pushes you. And also um, what I love is uh, one training camp, and this is just something like it's you, you're teaching people you know you have to slow down like it's not a hammer fest to the to the top of the hill well you don't have hills but <laughs> oh we got uh, uh, we, we do have some hills in florida it's a two-hour drive but we have some of the okay. darkest hills in the in the area uh, yeah. we the last ride i did was a 40 mile ride with 2,000 feet of climbing in it so yeah we oh, wow. I have to drive away i was driving to the middle of the center what's that is that near the tri triathlon center? Yes, that's by the that's by the, uh, the the national training center in Claremont, Florida. Yeah. Oh, hold on. Nancy's coming on board. Oh, I have to meet. Oh, hold on. Hey, you don't see? Yeah. Can you jump in in ten minutes? Oh, okay. We'll do. Oh, no problem. Uh, let me figure out how to get off. Uh, leave meeting. Yeah, leave meeting. There we go. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. <laughs> when this is when you use your ID for everything. Yeah, so, and he just like slowed us all down. He's like, you know, and then I start doing that with my people. I'm like, this is the time to use your gears to, you know, exercise patience mm -hmm. um, and work and ride as a group. So yep. I just love that. I thought that was such a good training tool. But um, so quickly, what's the nutrition that you use that you favor? What's your favorite? I, uh, what do I favor? Well, I favor, uh, I, do a, I do a little drink right after my rides. Um, it's Isogenics. Uh, see, I told you you know what it is. The Isogenics Tri-Release Protein. <gasps> it's an amazing product. Of, okay. it's, it's three different types of protein that are bound together. Uh, they're bound together and they release at different parts of your of your digestive system. So you've gotten a long release of protein to build your to build your body back up. And I also put a scoop of this new product that Isogenics has uh, in that called uh, Repair. Oh, and, I like that one too. And the Repair for me personally, if I could just take that Repair and pour it in a glass and just drink it, that's amazing taste. I love that stuff. 
Uh, I, but yeah, I use that, and I use uh, I use the Isoline shakes uh, in the morning uh, with my breakfast. I use I eat some fruit and an Isoline shake. That's my breakfast every single day. Um, but I love the product. I love the product uh, and use it. I use the Knox, the NLX for pre-racing. Uh, that boosts your uh, nitric oxide in your body. What that is is it's what like taking. That, John? Do you use that the whole week leading up to um, your race? Actually, I've never tried that. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to try it. I usually use it. Uh, I take it about 45 minutes before the race. And then if it's a long race, like a half Ironman race, I will take another one uh, in the, the transition between the bike and the run. I'll take another one then to give my body a little bit of boost of oxygen for that, uh, uh, for the run, because yeah. that's my weakest is the run. So anything I can do to help, even if I'm doing an Ironman race, uh, I actually, between the bike and the run, I'll actually put a bottle of a little flask of nitro which is another great product. Oh, yeah. And I'll use a nitro before the race and in the race in an Ironman race, but I will always take my my race or my long ride or my or my group, especially my group ride, because my group ride can get um, pretty much a hammer fest. Uh, I will use the, I'll use the Knox before. I'll use the nitro within 15 minutes before the start of the race. Yeah. And I have used um, the um, hydrate in the race, and I boost it being as the hydrate's more of a gym workout type of a, a hydration mix. Uh, I'll boost that with a with a product called Carbo Pro to bump the to bump the calories up for the ride. So I'm not having to be reliant on gels or bars during the ride. I'll I try, I brings that boost that calorie count up, so I can I can not have to eat as much solid food. Yeah. What I do before a long ride, say I'm doing a 100K ride, I will do my shake and I'll add like two scoops of peanut butter mm -hmm. and like a banana and I'll bring the calorie count up to like 500 calories. I might even add some oats and I drink that down like minutes before I leave, jump on my bike. And I'm telling you, that's like rocket fuel. Like I can go for a long time, but I try not to. Obviously, I start eating like an hour in. But I and love. You always, have to, you always have to preempt that hunger. You got to eat before you get hungry. You got to drink before you get thirsty. Yes. That's something you, that's really hard to also teach a new athlete. Eat before you're hungry. Drink before you're thirsty. Because by the time you're hungry or thirsty, guess what? Too late. Yeah, I know. I try and teach that to a lot of my, my club members because, you know, when people are like, oh, I'm okay. I'm like, no, you're not okay. You're not going to be okay in an hour, and then I'm going to have to sit here and wait for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, sometimes I'm pretty harsh when I'm like, is like uh, here, just eat it. Like, eat it now. <laughs> so as a coach, do you have any last, like, tips for, say, somebody who – um, you know, is coming in, well, you, like, say, you know, you have that person, you know, what are those tips, like, a, some of those little things that you just tell them that, you know, to make it okay, or, like, to help with their, their transition into triathlon? Well, a lot of, a lot of um, trying to integrate it into your, into your life. I always teach my people, I said, look, let, let, this is really, really important. 
we got to get you to the starting line healthy. You cannot be injured. You cannot be overtrained. Overtraining is the worst kind of injury there is because it creeps up on you. And by the time you're overtrained, you're too close to the race to rest it out and get better. So we try to uh, keep it so that when you get to the starting line, you're healthy. Also, tomorrow, you know what you have to do tomorrow? What do you have to do tomorrow, Sylvie? You got to go to work, right? Yeah. None of us are getting paid for this. We have to go to work tomorrow. So we cannot go out and do a, a workout that's going to leave you either so sore or injured that you can't go to work the next day. Because if you can't go to work the next day, you can't work out the next day. So it's all about the recovery, getting the recovery in there, getting that done so that you get the starting line healthy, you get the starting line trained, not overtrained, not undertrained, just right. And the canned plan. That plan that you go out and you buy for 10 bucks or 20 bucks because you want to save some money, that's going to get you to the starting line either undertrained, overtrained, or injured. Because there's no way that that plan can pick up the phone, yeah. call you up and say, hey, your heart rate was way too high for that, for that exercise that you were doing. You're not feeling too good, are you? Oh, well, I haven't been feeling that great the last couple of days. Guess what? Shut it down. Yeah. That can training is not going to do that. You're not going to adjust for a hurt ankle or hurt foot or sore knee or shoulder. They're not going to be able to adjust for that. That's the, the beauty of, yes, it costs more for a coach, but that coach is going to get you there healthy and trained correct. Yeah. That's I what I teach people. And so I assume that you work it in with life balance, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, you got to go to work. You got to take care of the kids. You got to take care of the family. You got to go to the grocery store on Saturday. You got to clean the house. Uh, we work our we work our plans in. If you work six days a week, then I got to work the plan to, to to fit into your schedule. Right. I make the plan to fit into your schedule. You don't make the schedule to fit into my plan. That's wow, I like that. I like that a lot. So, all right. Well, we're going to wrap this up. And I want to thank you so much, John, for jumping on here. I love hearing like your tips. And I love knowing that you're a beginner triathlon coach. Because I think that's super important. More people are probably looking for you. Um, it's something I wished I had when I started. I didn't know, and I ended up hurting my knee because I didn't know how to run correct. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I wanted to get into that niche. So where can people find you? I know I'm going to put everything up. Um, actually, I'm just going to put everything up for you guys so you can find John on Facebook. Are you on Instagram? You are on Instagram. I'm on Instagram, JS Coaching Systems on, on Instagram, uh, jscoachingsystems.com on, on the internet. Uh, JS Coaching Systems, two words, uh, Facebook page. Uh, send me a friend request. John Slocum on Facebook. Just send me a friend request and we can start talking right there. Instant message me. I don't care how you get a hold of me. Just get a hold of me. What I love is, though, that when you're on his Instagram, he does, or maybe it's maybe it's your lives on your uh, Facebook coaching, but you do those two-minute tips. Oh, I forgot about that. Yes, two-minute triathlon tips, tricks, and training where I challenge myself to give you a tip in two minutes or less. Yeah, I like those. I've been watching those. So with that, 
Thanks everybody for joining. And please, if you find yourself in that spot where you're looking for a challenge and you want to try triathlons, I highly, highly recommend getting a coach because especially with triathlons, you have three sports and if you're not good in any one of them, or even if you're a good in one and you're, you know, struggling with the others, a coach is invaluable. Really don't waste your time. And if you mm -hmm. want to talk about cycling, you can come see me. <laughs> well, I always tell people when they're looking for a coach, I'm sure Sylvia will agree with this. Not every coach is a perfect mix. Yeah. Interview several coaches before you make up your mind. Yeah. I'm more than happy to interview anybody, but if I'm not the right mix, I would, I want you with the right person. And I have Sylvie's the same way. Interview yeah. her, talk to her. If she's the right person for you, jump on board. But if she's not, you're not going to hurt our feelings by moving on to a coach that fits well, you. It's best for both. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. With that, John, you have an amazing evening and stay safe. And uh, we'll be we'll be reaching out to you for sure. Thanks and a lot. I, Have an amazing. And as I say at the end of all my triathlon tri tips, tricks, and trainings, John, I'm out. John, I'm out.